welcome to another episode of Crack Records. If you're new here, we are your hosts, Cindy and Juisan. We discuss all, <laughs> all aspects of music. Yes. Today, we are going to discuss a topic that in a postmodern streaming... Mm. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know how to describe it. It's like a postmodern streaming era of music. Um, album covers seems to lose the yeah. relevance, and that is the topic yes. for today. Like, what makes a good album cover? What is the importance of them? Yeah, and we will be also talking a little bit about you know what the al- you know what a good album is, you know the ma- the lo- the how we are losing uh, the magic of you know what a full body of work uh, is. And that artists aren't doing uh, albums anymore. Yeah, the artistry, like the artistry behind album covers is not the same anymore. When you have artists releasing albums every other month or so, and yeah. just releasing singles, like they would put whatever picture they feel like, and it kind of lost the essence of the album art, the whole concept. Like opening a booklet yes. of a CD or a vinyl and seeing yes. all, like all the pictures behind and like they all mean something. Yeah, they're not putting uh, that much effort anymore into the whole like design of the album, like the back cover, the c- the design of the CD, you know, fonts, graphic design, nothing. It's just lately it's been, I mean... Lately, it's sort of like in between, you know, people doing the most and people doing nothing. <laughs> but yeah, there's still great, great artists who are, you know, really take their time when it comes to like designing the whole thing for for the fans to have a really great experience. Because, you know, for me, I personally think that when you buy a record, a physical record, it's sort of like you owning the art, you know, or some owning like art. Uh, so I feel like artists a part of the really, art because it's not completely yeah, yours. Part of, exactly. Um, so it feels like really good to have something that has you know meaning and thought and dedication to it when it comes to like imagery and you know everything. So yeah, of course. But we haven't discussed but, what is the song of the week. Um. Well, not song of the week, but because last night I was you know uh, watching the first the live stream of Coachella. Um, and you know, Harry Styles was headlining and he did an incredible show and he brought out Shania Twain to the, the stage. Which Shania was Twain? The Shania Twain. It oh, was insane. My so God. my song of the week or the last few hours is man, I feel like a woman. That's, that's a, a tune right there. So yeah, I woke up and I was like, let me play this shit. It's great. What is your song of the week or song of the hour? Who knows? (laughs) Song of the week, day, hour, month, who knows? But um, my song of the week is 33 God by Bon Iver because I saw them last Mm. night and I spent the whole week um, prepping for soaking in for the experience. And that is my favorite song of them. And they got to play it. And no, they didn't play Skinny Love. A lot of people asked me when I started posting videos on Instagram, and no, they didn't play Skinny Love. I don't think they play that song anymore because they didn't play it on the whole tour. But it's funny. And Skinny Love is is from their one their of the first early albums, album. right? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's from their first record. It's pretty much their their most famous song. Like mm. you can not know who Bonnie Bear is, but as soon as Skinny Love starts playing, you you start, come on, Skinny Love just lost the year. 
And even Birdie, who made a cover of that song, who made it even more famous. It's odd that he doesn't play it anymore if it's like, you know, his most well-known song. But I mean, artists, they have a uh, sometimes get tired or whatever. I mean, I don't know. It's like Doja Cat would say so. It's like yeah. Radiohead with Creep and... Yeah, it's they they have a right to be tired of their yeah. most famous song because it's overplayed. They have to let it rest a little bit too. But I really want I was looking forward for Skinny Love. Like every time Justin Vernon would put on his acoustic guitar, I was like, "Oh my god, is he going to play Skinny Love?" <laughs> um but speaking of album covers, I actually enjoy the album art of for Emma Forever Ago, which is his first project as Bonnie mm. Bear, um, because the album cover represents the isolation, loneliness that he was going through, and it well reflects uh, reflects with the content of the album itself. Um, Justin yeah. went to a cabin in the woods, like in the middle of winter, and created um, the For Emma Forever Ago album, and. He just took it from there. I'm looking right right now because uh, I, I think I haven't seen it and it's very, very interesting. I haven't heard the full album, you know, the, his debut album in full. We um, have to, yeah, for this episode, since we're speaking on album covers, we're going to have to be as descriptive as possible because yeah. since this is a podcast, um, audio format only for now. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, we have to be descriptive as possible in this episode. Um, and it's just a black background that says Embody Bear for Emma forever ago and then it's like the woods like you see a picture it must have been a picture that he took on with his cell phone and it, you see the window it outside it looks like it, it looks like film too mm -hmm. but but it could be a phone too it could be it could be a film yeah it kind of has like film effect filter and there is ice it's like it's not exactly ice, but it's not rain either. It's like fog that comes from like really cold weather. And yeah. then in the, in the really distinct background, you see trees. It kind of represents an isolation from the outside world, which is what Justin Vernon portrayed on the album beautifully. Mm. Yeah. What is your first I mean, pick? It feels like it. Um, my first pick I have, uh, it's not in a particular order, but, um, I mean, when I wrote it, it felt like, like, an, like it was an order, but I don't know. Um, yeah, when I made my I have, list, I didn't uh, do order either. Yeah. And f my first pick, I have, uh, Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here album cover, which oh is also my favorite. Oh my God. Floyd can you, can you walk album. us through? How I wish you were like, so here. the album has a lot of like music business theme, uh, lyrics and what they wanted to do, uh, for for the album covers they wanted to sort of like represent like how people uh sort of like conceal their feelings um and they wanted to use you know the in that time the term because uh, the album cover is a two businessmen uh shaking hands but there's one cutting on fire yeah this one cutting on fire and they wanted to represent uh this uh, term that they used to use um back then that is uh, the term is getting burned which means that um uh, it, it means that in the music industry, getting burned is when uh, people, artists are, they don't get paid by their royalties, which I didn't know that. 
So they wanted to sort of like represent that, you know, two businessmen um, shaking hands, one man is on fire. And I feel like, you know, and, and then I didn't the album know cover that. is. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that either too because you know I mean, did had to make my research, but um, it's like this very wide background, right? And in the middle, it's the picture, but uh, half of the picture is sort of like burned too. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the you know the picture represents the album for me, you know, as I see it and I hear the album because there's this sort of like fiery element in the songs when it comes to like the solos and I don't know how the instruments sort of like build in. And, you know, because fire, I mean, fire starts really uh, fast, but there's something about seeing fire as a slow motion thing in my mind. It's like a slow burn. Yeah, slow burn. Perfect. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like it really represents uh, the album. And, you know, back then, this is a 19s, late 90s, late 70s album. And for some reason, back then, you know, album covers were in that there were like very uh, selective artists who were doing like very creative, deep thought album covers because it usually was like a picture and, you know, a graphic design, you know. But this one is sort of like a white thing, you know, background with a picture. And it just, I feel like it says too much, but so, you know, like it so, shows so little, but tells so much. So I really like this album and having it in like a, you know, for people who collect music, you know, like vinyls and CDs, having it there in physically, it's it like, you know, displayed in your bookshelf or whatever. It just looks so, it just looks good. It makes you want to like, oh, let me listen to this record. <laughs> you know what's also interesting about this picture? It's the fact that they are shaking hands, but the background that they have, it looks like the, it looks like a stu- uh, production oh, studio. Oh yeah, it's the, um, the Universal Studios. No, the Warner Bros. Studios. Oh, is that where they were signed? Um, I don't know. Because that would that so. would be too. <laughs> no, I think they were signed to um, Columbia Records or M I E, M E M I, M E. Yeah, M-E. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that I would have to look into that. But it what caught my attention was that uh, now that you mentioned that it's sort of a call of the artist. On the mm. fear of getting burned. Yeah. Now that I see the image of the studio, I mean, now that I see it like with that perspective, it makes so much sense why right, yeah. they are at a studio. My and but speaking of studio industry and all that sort, my first pick is "To Pimp a Butterfly" by Kendrick Lamar. Um, mm. In this album cover, we see Kendrick his, uh, and like a whole bunch of other people standing in front of the White House, and yeah. it's him. Like I saw this video of him explaining um, that it's his friends and family and people he grew up in in Com- uh, grew up with in Compton. Mm. So it's like people he tells stories about in his past album, Good Kid, Mad City. And there's a judge on the floor and there's a whole bunch of people holding up money with gold chains. And my personal take before getting into Kendrick's, when I first saw the album art, it it was a representation about being black in America because mm, the album... It's a great picture. Yes. It's a great picture that I feel like represents a lot of culture uh, culture a lot of personal uh how do i say this personal um experience as you know yes as kendrick yeah and 
He is standing with all these people that are very close to him, that share a lot of fond memories. And there is a judge on the floor with X's on her eyes. Like, we killed the judge because nobody can judge us. The only person who can judge us is God. That's, that's what Kendrick mm. mentioned that he was going for, that there's a judge on the floor because it represents that no man can judge you. Beside it. The only person that can judge you is God. Mm. And... Yes. The album has a cohesive progression from wanting to be rich in money, which is why mm. all these people have these money in their, like, all these dollar bills in their hands, like, flexing it, like, oh, I got money. But then yeah. it progresses to the point where you find out that money isn't everything and that you want to be rich in spirit. Mm. So he begins on a perspective that he's just another black artist in America who's trying to make it that gets signed and he's like throwing all these dollar bills like look I made it blah blah and that's kind of what you see in the album cover like oh I got money now like you can't flaunt on me you can't flex on me I got money but then he starts to even evaluate how much does a dollar cost and there's even a song called how much does a dollar cost? You mean in the in the lyric in the, context? In the like, in the album, there's there's a song okay. called "How Much a Dollar Cost," and it's about him. Um, in when he was visiting Africa, there was a man that approached him and asked him for a dollar, and he said no. But then he realizes that that man was God, so he starts to ask himself, "How much is a dollar worth?" And mm. Yeah, it's it's very it's a very spiritual album to say the least. It fits the concept, the album, uh, the the cover, mm-hmm. and I can go on the whole day talking about how great of a masterpiece "To Pippa Butterfly" is. Arguably, the best rap hip hop album of all time. Is "To Pippa Butterfly" his debut, or is no, it like his sophomore this album? Is, so he released a mixtape. And then okay. he released Good Kid, Mad City, Mad City, which is his first studio album, like signed to um, Top Dog Entertainment. Mm, okay. And then he released To Pimp a Butterfly in 2015, which for me, it's his best work to date. Then he released... Okay. So it means that he's his sophomore, like his second album, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm, it makes sense. Yes. Because, <laughs> you know, there's this thing about the artist's second album, which has to be the greatest thing and so far you know most of the time the second album is actually the great you know the best album of you know each artist sometimes but sometimes 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 the yeah. the second album is like the greatest flop of all time too yeah and it's very poetical you can actually tell while listening to it that Kendrick is a true poet he even won the Pulitzer Prize for his album Damn which is the next one that he released after this one. Oh, that's that's an album I heard I've heard that album in full yeah he released um, he won he's the first rapper to win the Pulitzer Prize really? yeah I, I that's, that's great I hold him until a really high standard because he is production wise great lyrically great he has a flow he has a way of doing things he's very creative and always thinks outside of the box and is not afraid to take risks because this album even like includes jazz hip hop it has like such a blend of sound yeah. it's, it's a very enjoyable listen but anyways my second pick is also a hip hop album. 
I think I think you can guess who I'm going to mention. Mm, yeah, I think I know. <laughs> But I mean, it could be one. It depends which album, though, because <laughs> um, it's it's definitely Kanye, right? <laughs> yeah. But um, I mean, of all the album covers from Kanye, um, mm, I really, I mean, the the. The Jesus um, album cover is very simple, but it, you know, but it's a really very defining uh, legendary so. album cover that people recognize like instantly. But I think you're going to be talking about other album cover, right? Which is his most, I think his most uh, his praise his or, or opus. Yeah. yeah, I. But G thank you for mentioning Jesus, though. It's it's a notable mention because. Sometimes less is more, and that's what he proved mm -hmm. with Jesus and the way he stripped down sound. Because I was talking about this last night with a friend that every time Kanye releases a new album, he creates a new sound in hip hop. But my pick for this episode is my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, which is his album released yeah. in 2010 that followed the the aftermath of what happened at the VMAs in 2009, where he publicly. Um, Uh, humiliated Taylor Swift for winning mm, her first yeah. ever award but My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is an interesting choice because it's a red background and it has like a weird caricature um, but it's censored but when you buy the, the I have the record and mm. it brings like five different album covers and you can change them even the one that is censored and it's just I like that one to display it as artwork and It's a different concept. Um, a Japanese artist made all of them, and he wanted to like portray something different, like different elements of the album, like the glamour, yeah. the 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 shame, the the I only talk about nasty shit, and I get publicly humiliated for it. Like this is who I am. Like I am censored because I am a monster. Yeah. Um, But the fact that the official version is the censored artwork for me is the perfect representation because it represents how the media really tried to censor him down and shut him down after what he did to Taylor Swift. And to this day, mm -hmm. it's relevant because every time he opens his mouth, oh no, Kanye is crazy. Oh, he is. He is. All right. He is. He is. I. It's exhausting that every time I, I open my mouth about Kanye West, I have to explain myself because as an artist, I will defend him till the day yeah. I die. As a person, we can agree, but I'm not talking yeah, about... With Kanye, we really separate the artist from the person. Exactly. Well, personally, I do that. Everybody, I think everybody who appreciates his music does that because nobody in their right mind will say that he is the best person walking on earth but the dude is a genius gotta give it to him he is he is he truly i really like uh, that you mentioned that he has a different um versions of this you know verse iphone covers i really love when artists give you like alternative covers because it means for them it means and i really like get uh feel that it's that a different experience Yeah, that the album does not mean one thing. You mm -hmm. know, it can mean different things. You know, it re represents because I've I've seen, I think I've seen. Uh, there's a like a Valerina version. Mm -hmm. That one is yeah, my favorite. Cover. Yeah, it's really nice. I and it's very unusual too for like a rap album mm -hmm. like a Valerina. What do you mean? Like, is this album classical? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But no. 
What I really like about that album is that he incorporates so many different sounds, such as Kendrick. Well, but mm. he he obviously came before Kendrick, so I guess the taking different sounds and incorporating them in such a unique way, I would say it comes from him. I wouldn't, you know, I don't want to say that. Oh yeah, he he's doing it because of Kanye, but um, Kanye came before, so like you know, put the yeah. put the credit where it's due. Um, but. There's even elements of ballet in this album. And he really didn't have to go yes. this... Well, he actually did because this was his public redemption. For some reason, I was forgetting why he went so hard. I was like, why did he have to go so hard for this? But after <laughs> what happened with Taylor Swift, he isolated in Hawaii. I mean, it makes sense. He isolated in Hawaii with all these artists. And he had like a very rigorous schedule to create this sound, to create this experience to such a point. He had a rule that everybody has to go to the studio in suits. Really? Every, yeah, to create like the moon. That's interesting. Like you would see all that's, these rappers, Jay Z, Pusha T, um, Cuddy, Rihanna. They were all in suits in the studio, and he had orchestras, and he even gave us a visual album that had like a whole display of ballerinas. It was yes. It was a really. Um, good time to be alive to appreciate this kind of art display in all yeah. its splendor. <laughs> Moving yeah. on, what is your second pick? It's great that you talk about uh, this album because it was released in 2010, and this my next pick was also released in 2010. And I, I have to mention this album because I feel like this album sort of like maybe I could be wrong, you know, but I feel like this album pivoted what you know because usually this is a pop record pop records album covers were really not that well thought out you know there was just a picture and graphic design and this album cover for me is like the, maybe the first commercial pop album cover without font and this is Katy perry's teenage dream oh yeah album cover it's probably one of the most iconic pop album covers ever made in the last uh Century. It's just her laying on a cloud of candy cloud, and it's a painting by Will Cotton, which is a artist who with really a is artist with a blue wig. Yeah. Iconic. Yeah. No, she. No, she's not with the, the album cover. She's not in the, with a blue wig, but in the music video, she for is some for reason, California Girls. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's just. It's a painting. It's so beautiful. It looks very realistic, and it really. I feel like it really represents. Uh, Katy Perry itself, herself, and the album because you know it's a bubblegum pop record. Um, it's one of the greatest pop albums ever. You know, I feel like Katy Perry has it's it's a very in the sense you know I mean it got all the praise. Um, uh, but I th feel like during that time in 2010, pop music was sort of like um, was in another direction actually. Yeah, it was another direction. People were like, oh, this is just another pop record. But in fact, it's a really great pop album. And, you know, the album is very fun. It's, you know, good feel sounds, very sweet. So I feel like the Cotton Candy Cloud really represents uh, sort of like that fun, sweetness thing. But it's just the album cover itself is really like a work of art. It's just beautiful. It's just, it's just great. I will never stop, you know, and the way she... Uh, promoted the album you know i have the album physical and still 10 years later no 10 10 15 12 10 years 12 years later it still smells like cotton candy what? because she made the album 
For real, the album smells. She, you know, she、uh, scented it with cotton candy smell, and it smells like candy still. And it's just great having that、that's, piece、uh, of physical music there. That's amazing. Very conceptualized. Yeah, I really love the album cover. It's it's great. That's a really good concept, like a way of following of concepts. She's a really fun,、uh, like a really like cool sense of humor. Wasn't. Wasn't Teenage Dream her second album? I don't recall. Yeah,、uh, that's that's the the second album factor right there. Exactly, and she had、um, from the album like five no five number one hits, which was a record that only Michael Jackson had. And you know we have to give Katy Perry a credit when it comes to pop music. Like people be like, oh Katy Perry whatever, but she really you know had hit after hit after hit during that. Yeah, she、uh, gave、year. us. She gave us. Five years of hits out of one album. For real. What's an album cover that for you makes no sense at all? Hmm. Damn, that's a heavy question. I have to think. I'm gonna do.、Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I'm gonna do like a quick thing on my. On I my have.、Life. I have to. You have one. Yeah, I have actually. Okay, so take one. Okay, so so the, say, like, the last album that Drake released, Certified Lover Boy, for、oh. me it absolutely <sighs> makes no sense. That it has to be one of the wackest things I have ever seen. <laughs> like it's just. It's just the background with emojis, pregnant. Like, what are you trying to communicate with certified lover boy? Like, what kind of name is that? Like, you're over forty. You have a kid. <laughs> oh god. And my second pick was Maroon Five's Red Pill Blues. Like they're not Maroon Five. Like they just have Maroon Five. I've the- never seen the album cover. Okay, so you see that they released a song with Cardi B and the、mm, song with、yeah. SZA. It's from that album, and it's just they look it up. It's just okay. Let me see. Maroon Five is not five anymore. Maroon Five, it's nine people. Adam Levine. Adam Levine. Oh really? No, there are nine people now. Damn. And I have no idea what they tried to communicate with Red Pill Blues. Like, what is that supposed to mean? And then, let me see. Like the font is weird, and the it has Snapchat filters. Yes, it has. That's like people in the future are gonna be like, wow, I remember. That's very 2014. Was this album released in 2014? Ah,、uh, no, I believe it was released in 2016. 20- A seventeen worse. Oh my god, and Bruh. I believe.、Um, no, I believe no.、Um, Adam Levine has admitted that he regrets naming this album Red Pill Blues, and I believe he regrets、Why? the the concept of the cover itself because you would see the trajectory of Maroon Five with、yeah. their amazing. It was wait. Their first album was a self-titled, right? I don't remember. No, I think their fir- their first album was Songs of Jane. No,、right? that's their second album. There you go, the second、oh, album makes factor. Sense. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Yes.、Uh, let me see. No, it says debut album is Songs About Jane. Oh, according to Wikipedia. Wait. Oh, so it was. This,、uh, for some reason,、yeah. I, I was I was mixing it up. The. 
the first album with the second, but I was talking mm. about the one that they are like in an airport, I believe, that is just as Maroon yeah. Five, and it like it's all gray. Because believe it or not, the the colors, the color scheme in an album cover has to do a lot with the content of the of the. You mean songs about Jane? No, I mean in general the the. Um, The color scheme of an album cover has to do a lot with the content of the album itself because it kind of yeah. gives you a preview of what you're about to listen to, which which is why for me, Certified Lover Boy's album cover makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And <sighs> neither does Red Pill Blues. Like, what does that have to do with a pop album? No, And for some yeah. reason, I was I was I mixing up the first album of Maroon 5 With the second one, it won't be soon before long. I thought it was, mm. I don't know why I thought it was a self-titled when it has like, there's a song even called like that. Anyways, speaking of colors, we want to mention our joint pick of the day, which is Melodrama by yeah. Lord. Yes, indeed. It's, it's probably one of the best album covers of the last uh, decade for me. That really, like, it really, it's one of the album covers that represents the album the most. Because there's something about painting that screams uh, uh, detail, that screams drama, which, you know... Uh, Melodrama. Exactly. And it's really nice, like, because she has a song on the album called The Louvre, which is very indicative of paintings and art. And having the album cover as a painting when you have a song called The Louvre, you know, and, you know, how she says it, how she says it in the lyrics, you know, uh, the hangers in the Louvre down the back, but who cares? Still the Louvre, you know. Um, I, in, in, in the way, because this, there's this really interesting story. I don't know if you have seen it, the first option of the album cover. I haven't seen um, it. Yeah, look it up. It's uh, the, the painting was uh, painted by his, uh, her friend Sam McKinney's, I think. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But the first album cover was more light. There was more lilac and more whites and more like light yellows. It was still there, you know, the colors of melodrama. But she said that the album for her was this very like royal violet like the royal blue and then uh she told you know her friend that she, the album cover needed to have more violet more like you know blue and the version we have now it's the the you know the second option and that's i feel like it definitely represents um the album better because you know she has synesthesia so she's very specific about the colors that she sees um And it's just the painting is just beautiful. It's it's just great. I I have a a a print of the album cover plastered in my room because it's just a great great album cover. Oh my album. god! You you saw it the 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 first version. Oh my god! It does not fit the concept at exactly. all because it's just like yeah. a yeah it's her in her bed. But it's just... Um, it's more lighter. It's, the colors are different. You know, that's... that and how, and It's a really perfect example because you said earlier that colors are very important in the whole, you know, album cover situation. So you can really see the difference. Like, imagine if that would have been the album cover. I mean, it's beautiful, but it does... You know, the colors are not what melodrama represents. And this is intensity, deep thing, which are what the colors... On, on this version, on the one that could have been, but it wasn't, thank God it wasn't, She her face mm. kind of looks creepy because, like, you can see her whole <laughs> face, like, and the way her hand is placed, everything. Um, I... I'm not feeling completely how this yeah. how this album looks, but then on the official melodrama cover, 
she portrays her sadness in such a deep um, blue, and everything is yeah. blue, and even a part of her face is blue. Like mm-hmm. there's even strokes of blue on her, on her face, and most of her body is blue. So it's the blue in this case represents the sadness. That's what she's trying to transmit. That she's going through a very emotional, vulnerable period in her life and he poured and she poured her heart out in the music and it makes complete sense because when you look at uh, solar power which is her most recent uh, record yeah it's there's blue because there's the sky but it's her with her cheeks out in the open yeah jumping out it's i actually like to the, the solar power album cover there's two versions too but um i really like the one where she's jumping because even though i mean well i like it because it represents you know the feeling of solar power the song but not the album itself because the album is very uh introspective very deep it's, there's a lot of layers when the album cover represents more joyfulness and fun and the album is i mean it's a happy album but there's a lot of like topics within that are not very happy wait which is the alternate cover is it the one with her with the with the yellow with a yellow dress yeah Hmm, now that i see it i don't know how i feel about it like i read it i don't know how i feel about the yellow dress Mm. Like I, li- I, really I like I like that album cover, but the way they portrayed the colors, they kind of muted them. It doesn't represent that happiness that she portrays mm. in the album itself. Exactly. While the other one, it's more vibrant. It's and, more vibrant. You know, the, it's like I'm the here. Fish eye of, exactly, and the fish eye effect um, really makes it more like this. I don't know, distorted thing. Uh, cool effect. It's just great. Um, but continuing the line of sadness, we have OK Computer by Radiohead, which was released in 1997. Um, mm. Arguably one of the best. Our year. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Arguably one of the best albums of all time. And it also has yes, a very distinct way of portraying blue. Because OK Computer is pretty much an abstract portrayal of modern life and the isolation that it brings. And just like melodrama, it incorporates a lot of blue elements. There's like Mm. train tracks dividing. There is a person that looks blurred out walking into what seems an X. There is another person that is like in the distinct background. Um, When you look at it, um, staring at it, appreciating every detail, you can actually see um, there's a part of it that says lost child, lost child. And... Mm -hmm. It's like feeling lost. And there's a person that is the only thing that doesn't have neither blue or black. It has a little bit of red. I, yeah. I don't know exactly what it represents, but it's like feeling alone in the world. Because in that, um, Tom really felt like he was alone. And it it's crazy that it was released in 1997 because um, a lot of the topics that this album brings such Mm -hmm. as feeling isolated in an internet computer based world before we actually had the internet it's 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 it was way ahead of its time this album yeah you know what i really love about this album cover that it really 
represents a time. It's very indicative of the year it was released. You know, the style of the the uh, the art you know that was made the collage esque thing you know this very like hazy uh, I don't know uh, visual effect that has the album cover it's very indicative like oh this was released during the nineties you know what I mean but at the same time it was very ahead of time because how yeah. can you talk about the isolation in such a computer connected world when you didn't even have mm-hmm. that in the first place. Yeah. It's like the movie The Truman Show, which is about um, a guy who's being recorded every step of his life, and his life is broadcasted as a reality show, and everybody's a part yeah. of it. And even where he lives is a is like the cat, like the set of the show, and everybody knows it except for him. Yes. And that movie was released um, in '98, I believe. It's Jim Carrey stars it. For me, it's his best work. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. That's one of my favorite movies. Um, I think we're running a little bit out of time, but I, before we go, I want to mention one last album mm-hmm. cover, and that is uh, Titanic Rising by Waze Blood. Um, look it up. It's a beautiful thing. I saw a video of the process of making this, and it was, it's just literally insane. It's an underwater album cover of like a bedroom. Um, it's one. It's another uh, great example of how this album cover represents perfectly the song, the sound, and the lyrics of you know the album. I really love Wayne's Blood. Uh, she really has this beautiful, enchanting, like very deep, enchanting, echoing voice, um, and I love how she portrays uh, emotions while singing this very simple lyrics, but filled with so much uh, I don't know weight to it. I haven't, and you know. Sorry, keep talking. Yeah, and um, I don't know. It just the album, the process of taking the album cover was very. It was a lot. You know, she was underwater. It was in a pool. You know, they made a set. They were trying to like figure out how to make things really sink down because some things like were floating. You know, like a mate, like like the the bed sheets, um, books, everything. Everything was like nailed down to the like under the pool, and it was just crazy. Um, and it's it really uh, amazes me how much artists are willing to go to just make you know the album art um because sometimes you just go to a set you know you use like a, a background or whatever you know but this it takes you know it takes a lot of weeks it takes days to plan everything it's just and the results are just uh perfect and the color is just it just looks great it's 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 very a perfect album cover for for the context of of the album. Well, I haven't seen, I haven't listened to the album, but I see the. the I highly recommend. Okay, it's I see like highly saturated blues, which would represent mm. sadness, again with the blues. Yes. And I see her trying to stay afloat while everything is like nailed down to the ground. And yes. I, yeah, the 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 album art is actually intriguing, and. As I was looking for the album cover, I actually see more pictures of the shoot. There's one with her. Um, her head is above the water, and you can't see it. You can only see the rest of oh, her body. Yeah. And I love that 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 take. Too. Wow, this is, and the colors are more muted here, so it it kind of gives another yeah, because of the underwater effect. I mean, they could have mm-hmm. altered it, but I, I, if, I, if I'm mistaken, I think they didn't, like, edit it that much. They really want to capture, like, the same colors they were. And it was dark. It was, like, uh, like late after sunset. So, you know, when the, you know that very brief moment mm-hmm. when the sunset goes down that the sky 
turns like very blue, like very like navy blue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was doing that specific moment. It's, and my question is now, how did they have the lamp turned on? Because like, I think it was like a underwater, you know. Uh, oh okay. You know, type of light. Um, there was also like light uh, from above the pool, like you know, pointing to the pool, because it was dark and it was like really hard to. Uh, uh, shoot because I think they also did it uh, they shoot it on film oh my god crazier it's even this and is even crazier like you either have it yes, or you don't exactly exactly it's crazy and also she recorded to visuals which was too recorded with film and it's just insane <laughs> so for this week's playlist since we're running out of time we're going to include yeah. more we're going to include songs from album covers that either exactly. make sense well we're going to actually include the ones that we think are like, great displayers exactly. displayers of art in their album covers because we already spoke yeah. about the ones that we think that make there are more but we i have to think exactly. about we have to think about them yeah Thank you for listening to another episode of Crack Records. Um, if you have any questions, suggestions, send us your playlist, whatever. Write us an email. We'll leave it in the show notes. Yeah. Our playlist will be also in the show notes. And we hope to see you next Sunday. Hear you next yes, Sunday. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And we will, um, we will see you and hear you. And you'll hear us. Everything.